Welcome to Skin Deep with Glymed Plus. In today's episode, we're talking about establishing retail clients with Sarah and Melissa. Welcome everyone to today's podcast. My name is Sarah Robbins. I'm the Director of Education here at Glymed Plus. And I am joined today by one of our most amazing account managers. She seriously is a leader in this industry. She has so much knowledge and experience. I'm so honored to have her on my podcast today. And that is Melissa. Melissa, do you wanna go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes, I would love to. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So my name is Melissa Shippen. Um, I am the account manager for Utah and Idaho. Kind of a little bit about me. I actually started at Glymed in um, 2000, the year 2000. So this October, I will have been affiliated with Glymed for 20 years. I absolutely love it. I love my job. I feel like it's work, but play at the same time because I really enjoy what I do. Every day is a little bit different. Um, one of the things I do a lot of is I work in a lot of the schools in Utah. I do a lot with educating them, um, helping them to kind of build their confidence in aesthetics. So when they get out into the world, they're successful. I love watching estheticians I met in school then have successful multi-location businesses. So it's really, really fun. Um, one of the cool things too is I started with Glymed around the same time that the Master Aesthetic Licensure was coming in to mm -hmm. play in Utah. So I got to kind of see that firsthand and it was really exciting. So I love oh. my job, love Glymed. Yeah, I bet I can only imagine how exciting it was to have that new licensure come into place and to it kind of be cool. a part of that. It was really neat. It was a really cool time. Yeah. And Melissa, she, I mean, she's been here. She's well experienced in, in many different areas. Uh, but I know personally for me, I met Melissa when I was in aesthetic school and you were my first introduction to Glymed. And I was just, I instantly loved your personality. I was so impressed by everything that you did. So you really, you really are such a mentor to a lot of us here at Glymed and in Utah. Oh, thank you. I love it. I love teaching. I love educating. I love teaching. Um, I kind of would say I have a passion for it. It's the most enjoyable part of my job is being in schools and teaching or teaching accounts when they first are bringing Glymed in. So it's really exciting for me. Yeah, teaching is honestly the best part of aesthetics to me as well. I love that. You, there's so much that you can do with it. And a lot of it is just empowering and inspiring others. And you do it very well. So thank well, you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I always like to start off asking a question, Melissa, so I'm going to go ahead and ask you, what is your favorite treatment to perform and what is your favorite treatment to receive? I love doing full frost TCAs. They mm -hmm. are just my favorite to perform. Mm -hmm. um, there's something very, very rewarding about getting that skin to that nice full frost. And then I love... Um, being able to follow up with the clients post peel to see their prog progress. And I really, really love the results you can give. So I tend to go on the more aggressive side with a lot of treatments I enjoy doing. So full frost TCAs are my very, very favorite. Oh my gosh. Um, so good. I love those. Oh, me too. As far as receiving, I love getting the dermasound. I love getting the dermasound because I feel like it just 
cleaned out my cleaned out my pores, cleaned out my skin, and then I love how like just tight and firm it looks after, and just that nice glow. I really just feel like my skin is just um, rejuvenated after a dermasome. So that's my favorite. And there's no no downtime with that. It's non non invasive. It's such a great tool to have in the treatment room because you can really do so much with that. Exactly. So it's my favorite. I feel like it just gives a little boost to my skin. Yeah. Oh, I mean, both of those are so good. And I love that you love full face frost because it's such, it really is like a skill. Yeah. You know, it's very intentional. It's not something that you just stumble upon. So it really is something, a testament to kind of like your craft in aesthetics for sure. It's really fun. I enjoy it. <laughs> I know as much fun as it can be for the client. It's always, yes, it's more for us for sure. Exactly. Well, awesome. Melissa, thank you so much for coming on today. And we are going to be talking about how to have a successful retail clientele. Uh, Melissa has a lot of experience in this and so much knowledge information. So thank you for sharing that with us today. And let's just kind of jump into it. So Melissa, what would you say is the most important step to ensuring a successful retail client? I think that you need to visualize your relationship. When you're thinking of this relationship with your client, you need to think of it as a lifetime relationship. Now, I want you to think of how do you build other relationships in your life, whether it be friends or coworkers, romantically, socially, you put a lot of effort into building this relationship. Now you need to put that same effort into your clientele. You need to think of that. You want this to be a lifetime relationship. You want this to be a lifetime loyal client. That means that they are going to always come to you for advice. You're going to have great conversation back and forth and they're going to refer all of their friends and family and coworkers and people they come in contact to you. So I think as you visualize this relationship with your clients and think of all the steps you need to do to make this successful, it's going to give you that successful retail clientele. Absolutely. If that is the only thing that you take from today, I think you will be successful no matter what. That is like awesome. the golden rule to any business. <laughs> Sure. Yes. And put effort into it. The more effort you put into something, the more successful it is. And it is a relationship with your clientele. They're not just clients. Don't think of them as just someone that's coming in and getting a treatment. Think of it as building a relationship, nurturing this relationship with your clientele. Yeah. Clients almost become like family to us. Definitely. Definitely. You know, some of them are definitely the aunt that we don't want to see during the <laughs> holidays, but... They all have a special place in our heart for sure. Exactly. Exactly. And they all kind of fit different roles in our business too. Like what you said, you'll have some clients that are the aunt. You'll have some clients that you become their therapist or they become your therapist and you just become the best of friends through this aesthetic relationship. Yeah, it's so true. Well, and I love that you're saying that you need to nurture it. You need to put the effort in because they will see that. They will feel that there is intention there and that you care about them. And I think that really leads into something that is so crucial to establishing this clientele. And that's making sure that you are building trust with your clients. So Melissa, do you want to talk to us a little bit about how you recommend estheticians build trust with their clients? Yes, yes. So first thing I always like to point out is you are the esthetician. So don't let them dictate 
the treatment, their home care. Remember, you went to school for this one, for this, and you are the you are the esthetician. So you want to make sure that you are kind of dictating or deciding what is best for them. Couple things. Number one, respect their current um, regimen. Find out maybe why they're using those products, but then have a have a respect for that. I think in our industry, we all joke a little bit about St. Ives, but if you have a client come in and maybe they're using St. Ives, you don't know why. So ask them the questions. Find out why. Maybe they didn't know any better. Maybe that's what their mom and their sister and their grandma have used. So that's what they use. But it's always important to find out the why before you necessarily criticize what it is. Um, mm -hmm. You want to make sure that they feel comfortable talking to you about products they hear about, about what they're using. And if you are ever criticizing them, you're not really going to have that comfortableness in the relationship. Yeah, I, I think that's so important, Melissa, because they might be really proud of the regimen that they're using at home because, again, they don't know. They don't have the knowledge that we have, and they they might be really proud of the things that they bought at Sephora and Ulta. You know, it's important to acknowledge that they are committed to using home care, and then, like you said, find out why they're doing or why they're using it, how they came across that product, and then just educate them on changing and, like, making sure that they're going to see more results. Like, so you always want to make it a positive, not a negative spin for sure. Exactly. Exactly. And just be respectful, be respectful of what they're doing and why they're doing it, but then give them honest recommendations. Don't ever be afraid to tell them why they should not use that product. So I think sometimes there's a fine line, like I'm advising you all to be respectful of it, but then stand your ground on why they should not be using it. And how you um, present this to them is gonna be key. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think just always coming from a place of kindness goes a long way when you're doing Definitely. that. Definitely. And they're coming to you and they're looking to you as the professional to guide them. So it's so important that you, you fill that role for them and make sure that you're, like Melissa said, give honest recommendations for them. So I think something that goes along with this is helping to educate our clients. Melissa, what is your experience or what are some things that you can share with us to help estheticians educate their clients and have it be effective? So I think first thing is simplicity is best. Start off simple and you can always build on there. So start off with a simple home care regimen, finding the products that are going to fit their needs, give them that results because that's going to help build their trust, and then kind of building on there. It is a lot easier to add on products each time they come than to overwhelm them with too many products and then trying to take away from a home care regimen is going to lead to a lot of confusion. Mm -hmm. The other thing I like with this is kind of building anticipation. If I come and I'm your client and maybe you give me two products, our first treatment, but you let me know, hey, when you come back in two weeks, we're going to add this product. We're going to add this product. You now are, again, continuing that relationship with your client and your client knows what to expect. So I know I'm going to use these two products for two or three weeks. And then when I come back, we're adding a new one. And it kind of builds that excitement to a new home care regimen too. Yeah, it's like you're getting a goodie every time you go get a service done. Exactly. 
I also think this gives a lot of opportunity for the esthetician not to put themselves in a box, right? Because we want our clients to be switching out their routine depending on the time of year, the different seasons, even life changes. You know, there's different times where our hormones go through different changes. And this allows you as the esthetician to switch up things in your client's regimen. You know, sometimes we need to switch over to more moisturizing cleansers and moisturizers. And sometimes we need to back off and do more oil control. So making sure that you have a simple regimen that can be expanded on or switched up as the seasons come, I think really helps us to keep things fresh and exciting for our clients and to help benefit their skin as well. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I think, um, I think that makes clients under, again, I'm going to go back to building that relationship. If I'm talking to my client about, you know, we're going to switch this out during the seasons or, you know, everything you were just saying, I'm building this relationship and I'm explaining to my client why we're doing these products at this time. And we're going to switch to these products at another time. It's just strengthening that relationship. Yeah. And something that you always say, Melissa, that I think is such a powerful message is um, the part about recommending and not selling. So why don't you just expand a little bit more on that? Because I think it's such a huge piece for estheticians to have. Awesome. So I like to educate through a little bit of storytelling. So I want you all to visualize a recent purchase you had. Maybe not even in this industry, but just something you recently bought that you love. I'll give you one of mine. I recently got a pair of jeans from H&M that I love. They're my favorite jeans right now on earth. Every time I wear them, I get complimented on them. They're very flattering on me. So, of course, I did what any good friend is going to do when I purchased these jeans. I sent a picture of them to all of my friends, so they went and bought them before they sold out. So, I want you to think of that now with um, retail products come from a place of recommending them because you love these products and you know that they are going to be life-changing for your clients. So recommending, never selling. Mm -hmm. I love that story. I was seriously like, oh, I need to go to H&M and get jeans. Yes. I'll text you the picture of them. They're the best. And I get complimented on them all the time. And I think if you are visualizing these as you're retelling your products to your clients, I think it makes it feel more comfortable too. I'm recommending these. You're my best friend and I'm recommending this to you because I love them and I know you're going to love them. And then naturally your excitement is going to come through to your clients. Yeah. And you know what? Your experience as an esthetician is very genuine. So if it has done, if a product has made a change in your life, talk about it with your clients because they love to hear that. And it, you can tell there's that genuine love there for it. Oh, definitely. And tell them about your personal attachments to products. I think I always felt comfortable recommending acne, but until I had two teens that went through um, different stages and different levels of acne, depending on both of them, I now have more of this um, commitment or kind of personal attachment to acne because I've seen how it's changed my teenagers' lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Use those examples. I think it's very powerful and that speaks volumes versus this, this product does this, this, and this, you know, if you can attach real experiences, real results, that always helps goes and helps and goes a long way with it. Oh, so, definitely. 
for sure. I love, I, I think that's just my, one of my favorite messages from Melissa. Again, you're just like a wealth of knowledge. I love when she talks about recommending not selling because it's such a huge tool for us as estheticians that a lot of us naturally do and don't realize, but make sure that you're capitalizing on that. Make sure that you're really using that in your verbiage and your language with your clients. And speaking about our verbiage and our language, why don't we talk about listening to our clients' needs? Melissa, give us some information on how you feel about this. So I think it is so important to when you first see this client, you're doing the skin consultation, you're establishing um, kind of your relationship baseline with them that you need to ask them, what is your goal? I always say that to people. What is your goal for your skin? When you look in the mirror, what bothers you? What, what do you want to be, what do you want to change in your skin? On the flip side of that, I always ask them, what do you love about your skin? What is a positive? So I'm making it a positive experience too, but what is your goal? Um, what do you want to see changed? I think that is so important because as estheticians, we might look at someone's skin and I'll give the example of maybe you have a client that has a grade three acne and a little bit of hyperpigmentation spots on their skin. When I'm looking at this client, my initial go-to might be, okay, we're going to get this acne under control. We're going to get you out of a grade three, but maybe in talking to the client, their acne isn't what's bothering them. It's these um, age spots or these hyperpigmentation spots. Now, definitely we can marry these two goals together and give amazing results, but it's important to talk to them about what they want changed. They put forth the effort to come book an appointment with you to see you. They are showing that they want to invest in this relationship. So make sure that you're investing in what their wants and needs are too. Oh, absolutely. We see things that they might not see and they have their own securities, right? And they have things that they want to focus on. So you need to make sure that you hear that. Like Melissa is saying, that goes a long way to make sure that you're satisfying your client and then I think going into that, helping to involve them in their own plan for success and results is huge. So Melissa, why don't you talk a little bit about like budget, pace of treatments and home care recommendations, things of that nature. Definitely. So kind of a tip or trick I have is I always recommend that a client send you a picture of their home care regimen 24 hours before their appointment. Um, I will kind of pair this up too. If you can have your clients do online consultation forms, that's awesome too. And have those come through about 24 hours before the appointment too. You are now able to really prepare yourself for their appointment. But that picture is key. From one picture of my client's home care, I now have so many questions answered. Number one, I can see um, how they think their skin is. If they're using a lot of acne products, they want to address acne in their skin or they think their skin is acneic. If they're using a ton of really hydrating products, they're dry or maybe they have some dehydration in their skin. It also tells me their budget. If they're purchasing their products maybe where they buy their groceries, that might tell me their budget could possibly be, a, I need to be a little bit more conscious of that. That also tells me convenience is key for them. So possibly having the products that they would want on hand, um, is going to be important. If I look and I can see that my client is purchasing all of their products, um, maybe from a mall at an over-the-counter um, department store, their budget might be a little bit higher. And I can also kind of see where 
Um, I need to fit products into the holes of their home care regimen. And all of this is gonna make you so prepared for that appointment. And the last thing I think is so important about this, this is now letting my client know that retailing is important to me and to them or should be to them, they'll soon find out. Because if I'm asking you for your home care regimen, then you know that we're gonna be having a discussion about this some way, sometime during the appointment. Yeah, you're almost planting seeds for them and it, it, it all comes together and connects during that appointment. Plus you get to see how simple or how complex your client is willing to be with their home care, you know? Oh, definitely, definitely. And I can see where we need to maybe add or where you might get some of these pictures that come through that you look and you think, hey, you're using way too many products. We're going to scale this way down and then maybe we'll build on it. But you, it really just gives you such a broad picture of how you can um, be successful with their retail products. Melissa, I think this is such a brilliant tip and I hope that so many estheticians utilize it because it really does speak volumes to getting to know your client before they even come in and you can feel more prepared like you're saying. I just think like what a neat trick to do, you know, it's so simple. Yeah, absolutely. So good. So after we've established an amazing regimen with them, we have them using products, Let's talk about follow-up because you, Melissa, I hear you say all the time that follow-up is key and you kind of have like the golden timeline for that. Why don't you share a little bit about what you like to have estheticians do with their clients as far as making sure they're using products and following up? Okay. I think I'm very passionate about the fact that I think three days is the golden time to be following up with your clients. Now, let your clients know this. In the appointment, I will always let clients know, I'm going to be checking in with you in about three days. So they know that it's coming. Number one thing this is going to do, they now know that I'm invested and I care about the products that I want them to use. I'm not just selling them to them and then letting them go out on their own. I'm going to be, we're going step by step through this process. So I think three days is so important. I let them know I'm going to be following up with them. I always will just like to ask, what's your preference with follow-up? Most people, I would say a very high percentage of your clients are going to prefer text. Text is so easy right now. It's easy for you just to send a quick text. It's really easy for them to respond to a text. And then if you need to take it a step farther, you could jump on a phone call to kind of expand. But ask them what their preferred um, method is for you to follow up, but just know that text is going to be key. Um, before, before I jump farther into that too, I just want to kind of emphasize though that be cautious of when you're sending out these follow-ups as um, if that's the time that you're okay for them to respond. So for example, set a time. Follow-up is going to be just as important as taking clients or doing your prep work for your room or cleaning up your room, all of those. So block out a period of time during the day just for follow-up. Mm-hmm. But make this um, when you want to be having this conversation. So, for example, maybe don't send out a text at 10 o'clock at night unless that's the time that you want to be having a conversation with your client. Because if you're sending it out at that time, there's a good chance they might respond. And then you're setting the precedence for years and years and years in this relationship that you're available at that time. So mm-hmm. make sure you're also um, respectful of your client's time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, 
Uh, we might have more free time as estheticians later on in the evening because we've wrapped up our day. We're trying to get caught up. But I think, Melissa, what you said is so important because you do set the standard of when your client can feel comfortable communicating with you by when you choose to reach out to them. Definitely. So set a time. Make good notes about your client. So you know maybe they like to be contacted in the morning. Maybe they do like to be contacted at night. But set good notes. Um, on your clients too. So you're able to do that when works best for, for you and for them. Um, yeah, and what I think, oh, sorry, Melissa, go ahead. No, you go on, you go on. I was just going to say, I think I, I love that you say to be aware of when you're doing follow-up because not only is it important to be respectful of your client's time, but you also need to respect your time and your boundaries. And it is okay to have boundaries with our clients and we should have boundaries. That's just as important as making sure that we are committed and nurturing our relationship is that you're also respecting yourself as well. Absolutely. You need to have office hours or spot hours or available hours, however you want to pass that on to your client. But you need to have hours that you're available, but just as important, you need to have hours that you're not available and let your clients know that. And that's okay. You don't need to be a 24-hour aesthetic service. You don't need to be available 24 hours a day. So make sure that you are setting these boundaries and make them manageable um, and sustainable. So when you're a new esthetician, sometimes you're just so excited and you're so excited for these clients um, that maybe you have more time. But make it sustainable when you're a new esthetician to when you have a successful business that you're not overworking yourself by this. Mm -hmm. Yep, you need to plan ahead. And Melissa, I think that was one of the biggest things that I learned from you is making sure that you set boundaries for yourself because it's important that you don't overwork yourself and you need to be able to plan for growth and how you're going to be able to sustain that. Like you're saying, I think that's such an important tool as estheticians to make sure that you're using in your services. Definitely. Definitely. And the last thing I think is so important to follow up with your clients is you are going to, again, remember we're investing in this relationship. We're strengthening this relationship with our clients. So by following up, I'm able to learn a couple things. Um, are they using the product? That's a big one. I think all of us have purchased products and you put it in your trunk or the back seat of your car and forget about it. So maybe you're just reminding them that they need to start using these products. Mm -hmm. um, number two, you're able to make sure they're using them correctly. You're able to make sure they're working well for them. Um, if, you if they have any questions about how to use the products or when to use it. A lot of times that first appointment can be a little overwhelming because you're giving them so much information. So I always recommend writing down how they use the products once they get home, but then in the follow-up reiterating that they're using them correctly and at the right time of the day. Yeah. And even asking them, like, have you noticed a difference in your skin? How is the texture? Things like that will give good feedback to if they are using it or if they are using it wrong. So you can always ask them to walk you through what they are doing. So for sure, I, I think it's so important. And like you said, I know I've bought products, put them in my backseat, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll bring those in later. And then a few days go by, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I forgot that I got product. I do that too, or I go to use it and I'm like, wait, where did I put that? Where did I put that? And it's in the back seat of my car. Sometimes that's a black hole back there and like purchases just get lost. It's so true. I mean, I'm like, oh, I'm totally guilty of this. I've done it a hundred times. 
So just touching base and again, think about how you would with a friend. We check in on our friends to see how they're doing. Check in on your clients to see how they're doing. Yeah, Melissa, if your friends buy those amazing H&M jeans, you want to be like, did you get them? Do you love them? You want to know all exactly. the things. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm telling you, these jeans really are the best. And so many people have purchased them. And then here's the funnest part. And this is going to be the same with your skincare products. When my friends are buying my jeans, they're texting me. I just got them. I love them. They fit so good. Your retail clients are going to do the same. As they see that results in the skin, they're going to be excited and they're going to let you know. And then they're going to be telling all of their friends and coworkers and family about you and how you are changing their skin. Mm -hmm. Yep. We want to be excited for our client's success and definitely getting feedback from them helps us feel rewarded. Like we've done something really good for sure. Definitely. And isn't this industry such a rewarding industry? I think that's why I love it. It's so, I love seeing this change in people's skin, but even more, I love seeing the change in their eyes as they gain that confidence from their new skin. Oh, absolutely. It's very it just, it's very rewarding and it's something that goes so deep. It's much deeper than skin. Uh, we really are changing people's lives by helping them feel more comfortable in their skin. And I think being comfortable in your skin is such a luxury. And so if we can help people achieve that, we really do so much healing. Through Definitely. That. Definitely. Well, awesome. Melissa, I think all of this has been such great information as always. Is there anything else that we might have skipped over or anything that you want to make sure that you leave us with today? I think we covered most of it. I'm just going to leave with just you all went into aesthetics um, because you had a passion for it. Share that passion with your clients. Show them why you love aesthetics. Show them why you love doing treatments, why you love um, helping them to achieve their goals. And that excitement is just going to build those relationships with your retail clients. I love it. So good. Awesome. Well, Melissa, thank you so much again for your time to be here and for sharing your tips with us and your knowledge. I know I truly appreciate it. And I know there's going to be a lot of positive feedback from this podcast. I hope everyone learns something new or they're willing to try something new with their business. So, and this definitely won't be the last time that you guys get to hear from Melissa. I hope to have her on again very soon. Oh, I hope so too. I love anytime I can chat with you, Sarah, it's the best. Oh, seriously. I, I mean, Melissa is amazing. If you ever have an opportunity to meet her, I highly suggest it. So oh, thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to us today and we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. We'll see you next time.